yet we forget that we forget that we can listen to ourselves and the messages that we have it's like yeah we can trust that our body will heal us like we can trust that if we fall over and we get it cut we can trust that then the body will begin to repair itself a scab will form over and then eventually maybe leave a soft scar yet why can't we trust that our intuition will guide us throughout life Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this series, we'll be following the stories of inspiring humans who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveler, and it is my mission to share these inspiring stories with you so that you too can feel the inspiration to follow your dharma. Hey beautiful people, welcome back to another episode of Doing It For The Dharma. So this week I have a solo episode for you where we'll be exploring how we can cultivate trust into our intuition and following the guidance, the internal guidance that we receive in life. Now I think this is something that is really prevalent at this time with so much uncertainty going on within the whole planet collectively And so many people are losing their level of security that they may have once had and perhaps are now facing decisions that need to be made, but need to look inside of themselves rather than the outside. So hopefully you'll find this episode inspiring and interesting. I have sprinkled some of my own personal experiences to relate this advice to you, I guess you could say. And um, yeah, so we'll talk about deciphering what an intuitive yes and an intuitive no feels like within the body. We also talk about the four centers within the body when we're exploring what our intuition is telling us in terms of another person or a romantic partner. We're looking at some ways that we can reprogram and and reparent ourselves from how we've been brought up as children to not listen to our intuition and rather listen to what our parents or society have had to say. So yeah, this is just a whole episode that will hopefully provide you a little a little bit of guidance and with some tools of how you can really learn to decode the messages that are continuously whispering to you through the voice of your intuition. So I really hope you enjoy it. Before we dive in, I would love to mention that I now have a Patreon account where you may like to support this podcast and the content that is being created. I also have some different membership options where you can sign up for a monthly subscription and have access to my online yoga classes, meditations, human ceremonies, distance Reiki healing, Kashuk record readings, and more. So I will link that below and I'll give you a little bit more information at the end of the episode. So I hope you enjoy and I'll catch you on the flip side. So I just wanted to hop on today and just talk about what learning to trust ourselves in these uncertain times really looks like and what does that really mean for us. And I guess I can only share with you my personal experiences and relate that to the unfolding of this process. So some of you guys may know that in December I ended my beautiful do you know if you're a relationship that was episode 13 that I spoke about that 
And that was a huge decision that I had to make. It was a very happy, harmonious relationship. Very, very nourishing. But there was definitely a few things missing. And I know that most people would probably ignore this inner feeling within them. Maybe they would disregard it. But I knew I had to really trust that and just let go of this beautiful relationship. And... I can now say almost seven months on that I feel so free. I feel so good within myself and I'm finally doing the things that I actually wanted to do. Now, one of them came as a surprise and I will go back to the topic, but I just wanted to share with you because I wanted to show you the power of our words and our intentions, even once we've forgotten about them. So... I did always say to myself and to my friends that if I ever end my relationship, I'll always go back to Australia to live. So I was living in Germany before. Now, I would say this a lot. And by the time I did actually end my relationship, there was no way I wanted to go back to live in Australia because I fell deeply in love with Hamburg, deeply in love with the culture, the amazing, amazing people around me, the sisterhood, the things that I was doing. I just loved there so much. Yet, here we go, about three or four months on from ending the relationship, here I am, stuck, (laughs) stuck, slash now living in Australia, which is crazy, because when I got here, I was only supposed to be here for two weeks to attend a family wedding, and even when I arrived into Melbourne, which is where I'd previously lived um, for six months, and I'd I'd been there many, many times, because I have family there, And I always felt like Melbourne was home. And when I arrived that time, I was like, no, this is not home. No, Hamburg's my home. And then, of course, COVID really kicks in and I'm essentially stuck here. I'm no longer in Melbourne. I've been been a little bit further up north. I've been to Byron Bay area, if you guys know that. I've been inland in the Aussie bush. I've now been on the Sunshine Coast for the past oh maybe six or seven weeks and soon I'll be off to Sydney so really I'm I'm kind of traveling again in that whole experience but my point was is that I had forgotten that I had affirmed to myself that if I break up with my boyfriend I will move back to Australia I completely forgotten no longer resonated with that idea yet here I am and it's just the power of our our words and our intentions and the energy that we put behind that if we affirm something to ourselves enough is going to manifest in one way or another so I just wanted to share that as a little a little reminder just to try and keep your mind space clean and unpolluted of course we all have these negative thoughts I'm sure we all are experiencing some level of anxiety at the moment this is really a collective emotion that we're experiencing throughout the whole world this is very normal but ultimately the underlying tone must be that we have the ability to control our realities or at least influence or at least co-create our realities with the universe. So I wanted to talk about that and just learning to how we can cultivate this trust within our own selves, within our within our intuition to make these decisions that will have 
massive impacts on the way that we we do live our lives because everything is essentially a ripple effect right even the small decisions ultimately lead up to huge changes like if you think back in your life and connect all of the dots you are where you are today because of every single small and major decision that you've made so that's kind of crazy to think about and it's super super interesting and actually very recently i watched the the butterfly effect film it's super super old ashton kutcher's in there and i think it demonstrates really well this idea of like how every small decision that we make can lead to completely different reality so go and go and watch that it's actually on netflix which is how i saw it if you haven't seen it such a good film Anyway, so I want to talk about what trusting ourselves really means, how that feels, and why we tend to not trust ourselves. Because I feel like this is something that has been kind of implemented from birth, if not if not birth, early childhood, where we are programmed by our parents, by society, not to trust our own inner knowing and our own inner needs but rather rely on the opinion of someone else to tell us how we feel or what we need. So an example would be that um, our parents, for example, may say, oh no, you can't do this until you eat everything that's on your plate. Whereas internally, you know that your body is full. You know that you can't handle any more food, but the command of your parents is overriding this innate intuitive ability to know when you've had enough food. Therefore, we learn, unfortunately, through conditioning, that our needs and our inner knowing is completely irrelevant, and we must rely on someone else to tell us how we feel and what we should do. Now, this is not to blame our parents or blame society. This is just the way they have been brought up, and their parents, and their parents, and their parents have been brought up, and it's just this cycle that now is the time we need to break, we need to end this cycle, we need to reclaim our power and trust the inner knowing that comes from within. Now it's interesting because this is also kind of prevalent in the school system as well. We are told to learn in a certain way and not feel into things in a way that feels good for us like we're not all robots we're not all going to take in and process information in the same way so why are we being taught to do so like we're little factory workers this is really really deeply damaging to our intuition so we really need to think about how we can reparent ourselves into knowing what feels good for us into knowing what the signs are in our body when something is an intuitive yes and when something is an intuitive no and I think this is also quite prevalent for women to be able to know how to learn too because how often is it that you've heard uh, a woman being asked what they want to do or where they want to go what they want for food and the answer is I don't know I think that's so, so deeply sad because why would someone not know what they want? Like, it sounds so simple, but really people are so confused because then they layer that answer with the expectation of others, the expectation they place upon themselves and the community and the surrounding, maybe religious beliefs. And then all of these layers on top just makes it everything completely confusing rather than going inside and just trusting the first answer that comes to us from a place of really feeling good so 
I'll just tie in my own experiences a little bit here just so we can all relate this together. So um, one example was my relationship ending. Another example was what I was going to do when COVID-19 really kicked in and I had to make the decision, do I stay in Australia? Do I go to Bali? Because that was my plan at the time. The borders were not yet closed. Um, do I go back to Germany or do I go back to the UK? So I had a fair few options. Uh, very quickly, it became clear that Bali wasn't a possibility as they could close their borders. And then it seemed to become a little bit more difficult to consider going back to Germany, considering the yoga studios were closed. I didn't have a flat or a place to live anymore. Again, that was another intuitive decision that I made before I left to move out of my flat. And if I didn't, then I would still be paying rent right now when I've been over here for almost four months. So that would not have been a good situation. Anyway, so ultimately the two decisions were to either stay in Australia, which everybody was against um, family-wise, <laughs> or to go back to the UK, which is now absolutely ridden with cases and managing it terribly over there and everyone's been on lockdown for so long. Now, this wasn't the case at the time. This was, yeah, about three months ago and only been here for two weeks. I'm like, okay, so what do I do now? And yeah, ultimately, like my parents and my auntie and my family were really, really guiding me to go back home almost quite, I don't want to say forcefully because it wasn't that energy, but really, really strongly encouraging that I go back to the UK. Now, I haven't lived in the UK for quite a long time because before then I lived in Germany, before that I lived in Australia, before that I was traveling. And deep within my gut, I know that this is not a place that resonates with my being. I don't necessarily have too many logical explanations for why that is, but that defies, logic defies the whole point of intuition. Like, intuition has absolutely nothing to do with logic. This is a completely different level of intelligence, of innate intelligence that we have as human beings. So... The problem is from that is that we live in this masculine world. We have to view everything through the masculine lens and the masculine lens is logic, strategy, clear planning. Things have to connect and make sense. Now, coming from exploring life through the feminine lens, this is intuitive feeling, a deep inner knowing without explanation, without reason. It's experiencing life through emotion and through flow, through a little bit of chaos and creativity as well. But this is the energy of the feminine. And because I couldn't explain through the masculine lens, I'm perceived as naive or maybe even stupid. But the point is, because I listened to this deep inner knowing that no fucking way was I going back to the UK. No, no, no. I'm staying here. Even though I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I couldn't really stay at my auntie's in Melbourne because she just got married and her honeymoon got cancelled. So it wasn't fair of me to like dump myself there for God knows how long. But I fucking made it work. I was like, right, okay, I'm going to stay. I don't know how yet, but I'm staying. And that's that. And you know what? I am so glad that I trusted my intuition, this deep inner knowing inside of my gut, because 
I've had some of the most incredible experiences probably of my life since being here, since staying, because I allowed myself to surrender and flow and just follow these little inklings, these little nudges that I had inside of me. I've just experienced so much magic. I've met the most amazing people, experienced the most wild experiences living in these conscious yoga communities and just really living the life that resonates with my truth. So like doing fire ceremonies, full and new moon rituals, just living with the land, off the land. And this is just something I could never even imagined since coming here. But because I said no to the pressure of other people telling me how I should feel and how I should act, I was essentially rewarded by the universe. So I just wanted to share that example because if I had just listened to everyone else and disregarded my own inner knowing, I would have been in the UK for the past uh, three or four months living with my parents in a in an enclosed space. Obviously, lockdown has been quite severe there. People have been going crazy. <laughs> I would have been, I think I would have ended up deeply depressed, honestly. I haven't, I've been blessed not to ex- have experienced depression in my lifetime yet, I want to say. I want to be humble and say yet, because who knows. But I know I would have been severely depressed if I ended up there. And again, I don't have a logical explanation for that. It's just this deep inner knowing that lives within. So let's talk about what an intuitive hit actually feels like. So I like to think about it in terms of what a yes feels like in the body and what a no feels like in the body. And you can really apply this to people, situations, things, and experiences. So for me, a yes feels quite high up in my body. It feels like it resides within the heart center, which yeah, maybe is cliche or a little bit obvious, but that's honestly what it feels like. It's almost like this expansive buzz of possibilities existing within my heart. I find that often a yes comes with a general positive consensus in the way that you feel about a person or an experience or an event. And generally there's not too much going on in the thought space you're not questioning things you're not worrying or is this actually right I'm not sure because you just know so strongly this yes within your body and you can journal you can decipher all of the ways in which a yes feels like to you maybe you feel some physiological sensations maybe you feel some tingling in your fingers or twitching in your eye or whatever it could possibly be just learn to determine what a yes feels like in your body. And you can maybe practice this at home. Maybe place some healthy fruit in front of you and just ask yourself, okay, is this food good for me? And then feel all of the ways in which your body is showing you a yes through your intuition. And then you could do the same and place, I don't know, a bag of sugar, a big bag of like refined white flour in front of you and say again, is this good for my body? And feel all of the ways in which your body has the intelligence through your intuition to tell you, fuck no. And I tend to feel the nose much lower in my body, more in my gut, like the sickly feeling. I tend to have um, a lot of racing thoughts and questioning 
whether this is actually a good option so there seems to be um yeah a lot of mental activity for an intuitive no questioning feeling quite unsettled not really comfortable maybe even if it's a really big no maybe even feeling um like the hairs on your arms stand up or maybe some goosebumps going on but again it's gonna be or it could be different to you and i'm sure you'll have little different telltales and signs but just really learning to feel what your yes and no what the experience of that is within your body is going to help you so much becoming in tune with your intuition and being able to trust yourself and follow that guidance now again this is this is something that will of course take a little bit of practice it's not like we can go from one day to the next just learning to trust the the intuition that we do have but this is something that you can learn to incorporate in your daily life experiences so it can be just small decisions if someone asks you where do you want to go and intuitively you feel this place or this experience but don't have a reason why don't then get in your head and and allow the ego to be like okay well why do you want to go there blah 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 you just know that you can say yes or you can decide something without having a logical explanation why like this is the energy of the divine feminine she needs no reason and this is the energy that we need to bring back into this planet so we can allow a beautiful balance and a beautiful harmony within the masculine and feminine energies to take place because I think some of the reasons there's so much chaos within the world right now is that we are severely imbalanced we have way too much masculine energy and not enough not nearly enough feminine energy so going back to what a yes and a no feels like I'd love to also mention that this is a really really good one to learn um, and incorporate with people um, particularly with romantic partners particularly with um, like career people oh my god career people this is how far removed I am from like real job life business people co-workers oh golly that's funny so a way that I've learned to integrate and trust this recently has been with the help of um, listening to Julia Anna Allen. She has a really awesome podcast called The Authentic Sex Podcast. And she talks about the four energy centers within the body. And this is something that you would apply to a potential romantic partner. Now, the four energy centers, the first center that you have in your body is your sex center. And whether you feel a yes or a no here, you can experience that in different ways. So if someone is a yes at your sex center, you're going to feel super horny, like you really want to have sex with them and just feel like this chemistry, like feeling this gooeyness, maybe this playfulness inside of you, super, super flirty, that kind of energy. And this is just like, yeah incorporating some of my own experiences of what I feel whereas like if someone is a no in your in your sexual center then for me personally I don't even want to flirt with them now I'm a very very flirty person I think it's part of my personality it's fun it's very Gemini but if someone is a no at the sex center I don't even want to flirt and I'm like massively friend zone energy like make it very very clear which is interesting and then of course there'll also be some 
physiological experiences too. So then we bring it up to the second center, which is what we have been talking about, is the gut feeling, our intuition, which resides within the energetic womb space. Now, even if you don't have a physical womb, we all have our energetic womb. And this really, yeah, is the seat of our intuition, like this deep inner knowing inside of the gut. If someone's a yes in your intuitive gut center, like we've talked about all of these experiences already, that there's not so much going on mentally, the mind, the thoughts aren't racing. You just feel like this deep comfort and peace within them. You maybe feel like you can be your authentic true self maybe you feel physiologically some little butterflies in the stomach or just this warm gooeyness whereas if something's um a no in that center it's like this instant knowing like this tightness in the gut the mind's racing the thoughts are going should i be doing this is the right person i don't know i don't know ah freaking out questioning okay so this could be a sign of a no then we move up and bring it to the heart center so when it's a heart-centered connection, maybe you feel like you can be fully embraced and fully held by this person, knowing that you're not feeling judged and just feeling that they are able to give you their love and care and affection and you can receive that beautifully with ease and grace. Whereas if someone's a no at the center, maybe they're very emotionally cold, maybe they're giving you mixed signals, you don't know where you stand, you get triggered, everything's confusing. And then when we go up, we bring it to the fourth and final center, which is the head center, which is what's going on inside of your head when you connect with this person. Now, if something's a yes, I guess you would be feeling super positive thoughts towards them, probably admiring them and appreciating them as a person. If it's a no in the head space, I'm sure there'll be a lot of questioning, a lot of mind racing, a lot of uncertainty and doubt. Now, I just wanted to share these centers because we can match up with people on one of these centers like it could just be a sexual connection where there's no heart in there but really you know from the head and your intuition that it's not right or you could have a really big heart connection and a head connection with someone but the sexual center isn't there so it doesn't really work and it's okay to have these connections with just one or two centers but ultimately know that they're not really going to fulfill you long term Whereas if you do want this long-lasting, beautiful, committed relationship, then ideally you want a hell yes at all four of those centers. So again, this just comes back to being able to tune in to the messages that our body is trying to give us or is giving to us moment by moment. It's just whether we allow ourselves to become quiet enough to listen to these internal whispers that are coming from the inside so what I can really recommend and I actually did this last night which is why I think I was so inspired to do this podcast is to just journal on each of these areas what does a yes feel like in my sex center and then write what does a no feel like what does a yes feel like in my gut center, in my intuition? What does it feel like when it's a no? Like, what experiences do I have? And you can do that for the heart and for the head. And I think this will just really be a good exercise just to help you get used to tuning into those feelings and just acknowledging really what that 
means for you and again there's no right or wrong and at the end of the day we do really learn from experiences and we do learn from making mistakes and that's just a part of the growth process of being a human being but until we actually start working on it we're not going to allow ourselves to um, get the results from this which would be that we're having experiences that in, that benefit and empower us more rather than ignoring intuition and maybe having experiences that are a little bit more disempowering or not what we actually wanted. So I want to also talk about moving on from that is living and acting from a place of love rather than a place of fear. Because ultimately I think that our intuition does come from a place of love I really believe that it comes from our soul or our spirit, our higher self, who is always guiding us, who is this, who is connected to us through the ethereal realms down into the physical, sending us these beautiful sensations that we have. And that guidance is always coming from a place of love. The guidance that comes from a place of fear is the ego, ultimately, which is the human mind who you know, the ego has served us, it's helped us, it's helped us to survive as a species, I'm sure for a very, very long time. But now we're coming to a place where these basic survival skills that we needed, being chased by a tiger, being attacked by another tribe, oh, I guess that's still going on, but not so much here. But still, these are old, old structures within the mind that are not serving us anymore and they're just creating a lot of internal anxiety within us because we still are living from this place of fear of being killed, of not being able to survive, not being able to have enough, rather than moving into this place of love and realizing that we are provided for, we are cared for, that we have so much more choice and power in this world now than I think we've ever experienced as humans. It's such an incredible time to be alive, yet we forget that. We forget that we can listen to ourselves and the messages that we have. It's like, yeah, we can trust that our body will heal us. Like We can trust that if we fall over and we get a cut, we can trust that then the body will begin to repair itself, a scab will form over, and then eventually maybe leave a soft scar. Yet, why can't we trust that our intuition will guide us throughout life? Why is it we trust the body, but we don't trust the mes- metaphysical, something that we can't see? It's because we're viewing life through the lens of the masculine. The masculine only believes what he can see. The feminine knows that what's more real is what we cannot see, that everything is Maya, everything is an illusion. Yet again, we're just being dominated by the masculine lens is causing so much chaos within the body, within the world, within the planet. So how can we move towards living from this place of love rather than a place of fear? How can we learn to cultivate trust? How can we learn to really acknowledge our intuition? Now, I think that we can do this through a variety of different ways. I think that a lot of people would really benefit from meditation and this doesn't have to be like you have to spend an hour or two hours a day meditating. This can literally be 
put on a guided meditation before you go to bed at night or when you wake up in the morning just pop on a 10 minute meditation just to really set you up for the day get you in tune with yourself get you to quiet your mind down so you're receptive to these intuitive messages that you do feel another way that you may find helps to decipher your intuition is through the process of journaling and free writing now this is a tool that i use a lot personally just as a way to figure everything out it's a really nice way to get all of your thoughts out of your head and right onto the paper and i like to use um free writing where i'll write a question down something um, that I really want to know about myself and then I won't think I'll just allow myself to write maybe I'll do a little meditation first and just ask that I channel the highest guidance for me and really I'm often so surprised by what does come out and what I do experience is usually quite profound now another way that we can learn to cultivate this trust is through taking risks now maybe that sounds um a little bit uh, what's the word i can't think what the word is right now but maybe it's not so cliche but at the end of the day we learn from our experiences and if you don't take risks in life then how will you ever grow how will you ever know that you are following your intuition if you just play it safe if you just follow what everyone else tells you to do and I saw this beautiful meme the other day and it was basically like stop following the crowd because they're lost as fuck and that is just so true more true now than ever so yeah we need to get away from the crowd we need to start paving our own path that is being led and guided by our intuition now another way that you may like to learn to cultivate this trust through your intuition could be through the use of a pendulum which is basically a crystal. It usually has a little chain or a string on there and you can swing it in. Well, you don't swing it actually. You just hold the intention that the crystal will show you what a yes means for you and often the crystal will swing in one direction, ask what a no means and the crystal will swing in the other direction. Now, this isn't magic. This isn't like woo-woo, hippy-dippy shit, even though I'm really all about that. This is just a way to see the physical manifestation of your intuition because unconsciously your body is showing you through the very very subtle muscle muscle movements of your hands what is a yes and what is a no for you even though you're not consciously deciding so this is a really cool way um if you are struggling to really trust your intuition start start with a crystal and soon you won't need the crystal because you'll just know with inside of you or soon you'll ask the question but know already which way it's going to swing and this is a powerful one because often it can show you answers that you didn't know you wanted consciously but unconsciously it makes sense um I love using me my I love using me pendulum. <laughs> I love using my pendulum. Um it's really really useful especially for simple things like foods. Um if there's a food that's maybe disrupting your gut or causing you to bloat, you can swing the pendulum over it and your body will tell you if that is good for you or not. It can be used for big decisions, small decisions, anything. I can just I really really recommend having a pendulum even if, even you can use a necklace if you've got kind of a evenly balanced um crystal or stone on your necklace that can be another good thing you can use as a pendulum i've always had a pendulum 
since I was a young girl because my mum's a Reiki practitioner and she's very very spiritual and um yeah I've just always used them and then it was funny because since I lived in Germany I hadn't had a pendulum because I think my last one I sold at a market before I moved to Germany and was in Australia because I just had so much stuff and I was just selling everything to lighten my load and to get a bit of traveling money um so I hadn't had a pendulum for a few years and then when I was living at the last community um Lucy my really good friend her dad Shane who I've recorded an amazing podcast episode with by the way that will be released next week he's such a wizard so Shane does a lot of work with the land and he's a shaman and just very very in tune and a lot of his work he uses pendulums to um yeah to just work with the land like to build different things he'll ask for the measurement size and we'll get a yes or a no for different answers and while he was showing us this work I was like oh I really really want a pendulum I really miss my pendulum and then literally the next day I opened the drawer next to my bedside table which all of the things had been moved out so I could my put my stuff in there because I might have been there for a while and there was a pendulum in there a rose quartz pendulum and I was like what the hell now, I was sharing the room with another girl, Debo, so it's not like Shane, like, knew I had this thought and then put the pendulum in there because he didn't even know what side of the bed I slept on. He didn't. I didn't even express this thought verbally. But somehow, I had manifested this pendulum, like, in my bedside drawer the next day. And I was like, what the hell? And a few days later, I showed it to Shane. I was like, hey, I really wanted a pendulum. Now there seems to be one in the drawer. Is this yours? I don't want to just take it. And he was like, oh, I've actually never seen that pendulum in my life, but it's yours now. Here you have it. So I was like, wow, okay, again, this just <laughs> brings it back to the power of manifestation and the power of our intention and the words that we have, whether we are consciously manifesting or not. It's always, it's always going to come out at some point. So just make sure that you're manifesting what you want rather than spending your time worrying about what you don't actually want. So yeah, I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope it's been interesting to kind of tie in my own personal experiences and yeah, just I really hope that it's going to help you to trust the guidance that you receive because I know that everyone is in a really challenging time right now where a lot of people have lost um, the stability that they may have previously had and this is really a time where we need to just go within and learn to trust ourselves again because the government can't tell us how to fix what's going on in our lives. Our parents, our friends, our family can't tell us. Our partners can't tell us what will be right for us. Ultimately, the answer is already within. So it's just whether we can quiet down and just receive that from ourselves or do we follow the crowd and do we end up in a place where we don't actually want to be that actually feels like a no on all levels um so yeah I hope you enjoyed that little episode I would love to hear from you if you enjoyed it if you could share it with a friend or a family or anyone you feel would benefit from receiving this information and I would love to hear about your own personal ways of how you like to tune in and trust your intuition I think that would be really really interesting to hear um so next week we have Shane on the podcast who is Lucy's 
dad. So Lucy is who rescued me <laughs> from when we got kicked out of our previous community because of COVID and her and her family took us in for about six weeks and it was just the most incredible experience. And I mentioned already, Shane is just such a wizard. Like I really feel like he was um like one of my masters during the Atlantean times. Like he is just next level. And I'm so excited to share the episode that I have recorded with Shane because he just has so much wisdom, so much knowledge, and he really, really practices what he preaches. He's just an amazing human being. And I'm yeah, I'm really, really excited to share that with you. Um, and I just love to mention again that I do now have a Patreon account set up. Um, I've got quite a few different tiers in there. So if you just wanted to support this podcast and receive um, bonus information about the guests and about the reason I recorded the interviews and just photos in general, all the behind the scenes kind of stuff, you can support on Patreon. I think I put €5.55 a month if that's what you want to support. And... Um, I just have a, a few different tiers with my offerings. So I have one tier where you'll receive um, guided meditations and journaling prompts and recipes. Another tier, my Cosmic Yogis tier, where you'll receive bi-weekly yoga classes and a lesson on yogic philosophy before the classes as well, including all of the other things and book recommendations. And then my next tier is my Sacred Ceremonies, where... Every month you'll receive a new moon ceremony by myself, all online, all nice and easy to navigate. And yeah, just a few other offerings that I have. I do also have some limited spaces on a tier where you'll also receive 30 minutes of distance Reiki a month. And then I have another tier where I just have three spaces because obviously I need to manage my time and energy where I'll be offering an hour of Reiki distance um, I'll offer 30 minutes Akashic record reading and also I'll be offering um, all of well also in inside of that package is also my ceremonies and my yoga classes and meditations and more so if you do want to check that out you can go on to patreon and search the vegan yogi traveler I will also put the information in my links below and yeah I'm really looking forward to bringing you some some more really exciting guests I've been able to connect with some really amazing people and I'll be doing some um, interviews online so I can reach um, reach some more people but it's crazy because everywhere I go I do meet so many amazing people and I just want to interview them all but <laughs> it doesn't really happen um, all the time but anyway we're just going with the flow here we're just surrounding so thank you um, for being patient with the episodes. I know they have been a bit sporadic, but now I feel like I'm at a place where I can hopefully commit to putting out weekly episodes from here on out. And yeah, I'd just love to share with you, if you are interested, that in a couple of weeks, I'm going to Sydney. Right now, I am at a work away. I'm an au pair for this cutest little pug called Carlos. If you want to see him, check out my Instagram. He's in like all of my stories. He's so adorable. And yeah, I've just been yeah looking after Carlos, taking him for walks and just doing a little bit of cleaning around the house and having some space to do my own work, which has been really, really cool. And then in two weeks, I'm off to Sydney to go and teach at a yoga retreat center and everything's like veggie and vegan and there's a gym and a sauna and a spa and 
Oh, I'm so excited. And again, none of this would have happened if I hadn't have followed my intuition. I would still be stuck at home in the UK depressed, which is just unbearable to think about. So anyway, beautiful people, I'll leave it there. Hope you have enjoyed the episode and I'll be with you again soon. Sending so much love and healing energy. Don't forget to trust your intuition. You always know best.